This is Pickleball Radio. I am your host, Chris Allen. Joining you today from Asheville, North Carolina. Let me bring in our esteemed panel here from out in Arizona, PickleballTournaments.com. The hardest working person in pickleball, Melissa McCurley. Hey, Melissa. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good. You're doing well today? Outstanding as always. Glad to hear it. And uh, up in Collingwood, Ontario, Canada, Mark Rennison from ThirdShotSports.com. That wasn't thunder, was it, right then, Mark? Uh, it may have been, but it's not thunder for me. We're uh, <laughs> we're overcast and a little bit snowy, but otherwise, okay. Okay. Well, it might be down in Florida because that is where national champion Sarah Ansbury is joining us from. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Chris. I do believe it was me, actually. <laughs> and it was actually a leaf blower. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't realize that I was uh, on the phone over here, <laughs> and uh, they were trying to clear off some of the, the leaves on the court, so I just kind of ran across the, the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, well, you're getting a workout already then. Tell us what you're doing down in, uh, in Florida right now. Well, I'm doing quite a few things. This weekend, we're going to head down to Naples and do a small tournament down there, which will be a lot of fun. I'm playing with Tyson McGuffin for mixed doubles, and that'll be our first tournament, so I'm excited for that. Otherwise, we're in this beautiful St. Petersburg area at a place called Barmore Country Club, and they have just taken out some of the tennis courts to add some dedicated pickleball courts. So we're doing a grand opening here on December 15th with an exhibition and running some clinics, and you know we're really trying to help promote pickleball out in this area for the next couple months. Tell us about Sarah Ansbury Academy. Are they going like gangbusters like they have been for the past couple of years? Well, we actually just announced uh, our Las Vegas Academy February 9th through 11th just to our subscribers and our newsletter. Mm -hmm. And we sold out within a day for both of our events, which is great. It's uh, fantastic, but we didn't even get to release it to the public yet. That's great news, but that just might mean we might have to add some more dates if we have enough people on our wait list. Well, if you do add those dates, let me know, and I'll be sure and add it to the uh, official Pickleball News email, and that's in February? February 9th, 10th, and 11th. Looking really forward to it because we haven't been to Vegas in about a year, and we've been really successful out there. We have great groups. It's a great location. And hopefully while we're here in Florida, we'll find some dates here on the East Coast as well. We're still working on our 2008 schedule. It's, it definitely depends on where we decide to go at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. We're going to talk about uh, re reflections on nationals, the new Selkirk paddles, and uh, some other stuff as well. Plus, Sarah's got a quick tip, a playing tip for us a little later in the show. So we look forward to that. This is Pickleball Radio. Find out for yourself why almost half the medals awarded in the pro division of this year's U.S. Open were won using an Engage paddle. Go to EngagePB.com and try any paddle risk-free for 30 days. That's EngagePB.com. You're listening to Pickleball Radio. I am your host, Chris Allen, joined today by Melissa McCurley, PickleballTournaments.com, Mark Rennison, ThirdShotSports.com, and Sarah Ansbury of SarahAnsbury.com. Mark, I haven't had a chance to talk with you regarding nationals. You were out there. I've seen a bunch of stuff that you posted online. What was your kind of overall reflection uh, on the tournament this year? Well, you know, it's, it is such a privilege to be able to travel and work and play pickleball, but also to sort of watch pickleball, right? To take kind of a bird's eye view and see what's going on. Nationals is one of my favorite tournaments to go to because you get the best of the best coming to these tournaments. You get lots of other people as well who are coming to play and see the top players play, but I love sitting back and just watching the best players go at it. So this is one more year where it didn't disappoint. As we get more and more people coming into pickleball, uh, either finding it for the first time and then starting to get involved or the players who've been in there for a while who now feel the pressure of these new sort of up-and-comers coming in. 
I'd love to know sort of the number of pairs of shoes that players went through overall uh, <laughs> during that week because it was uh, it was unbelievable watching players move around uh, the courts, especially in the singles, but in the doubles as well. So, Chris, I saw an increase in athleticism because I did not go headfirst into a fence. <laughs> <laughs> At least nothing that I got on video this year. Yeah, that's right. I was fence free. I promise you. <laughs> so I was in the at the Selkirk tent, and the guys were nice enough to set up set up a players area in behind where players could go and cool off and get some snacks. And I was back there sitting with Tyson and um, he had his shoes off and he was getting a massage or something. And his shoes, he wears these like pretty high top um, shoes and they were worn out. Like you could see almost holes coming into them right around where his ankle bone would be. Well, right? I'm going to so, point out that that's actually how Tyson wears his shoes. <laughs> he, that boy <laughs> will not get a new pair of shoes. <laughs> it's, uh, it, there's something about Tyson. Mind you, he definitely wears out his shoes like no other, but he will not get a new pair of shoes reason so those shoes have been like that for a good month or two yeah and so the only way you know if you think about like normal human beings when you walk around town or when you play pickleball you might wear out the soles of your shoes but it's not usually that you're wearing out the ankles from the scraping on the court right and that's what i mean by the athleticism that the amount of sliding that players will do even on hard courts now Mm -hmm. to be able to get set up for a ball and hit it on balance means like that sliding involves using different parts of your shoes that are now scraping against the court. So Tyson was one example of that, but I saw that all over the place with the top players. Sarah, what was your take on nationals? You and Christine uh, took bronze in uh, women's open. So congratulations on that. Well, you know, nothing's more exciting than nationals. You know, as much as we have all these other tournaments, there's something great about nationals because, you know, what other kind of sport do you have where we have our professional pickleball players that are playing on next courts to our 3-5 and 3-0 skill level players? So that's kind of, I mean, that's a very cool thing that's, you know, really dedicated to pickleball. We had so many fans this year it was it was a little overwhelming uh, at times <laughs> you know they brought in uh, bleachers by the the main court which was fantastic from a sense of uh, being able to have people watching that aren't like you know crawling over each other on the fences like they normally are but i'm not gonna lie it definitely gets a little hotter <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of the day with those uh, with those bleachers right there but what's great is you know how many new vendors we're seeing how many players we're seeing from all all different walks of life uh, from all over but I, I really love seeing newer companies in here because what that means is bigger things in pickleball in the future uh, which is what we all want what I want most definitely you know and the playability I absolutely love it I'm not gonna lie uh, we need more women in pickleball <laughs> that's I feel like that's a uh, our mantra in 2018 is uh, you know we're, we're seeing so many so many new players and I think uh, a lot of us uh, would like to see more women of our caliber which would be so awesome mm-hmm. we're definitely getting there I mean the men's side is coming in the, the matches are so much different I did commentating for CBS sports for the singles matches and I had a lot of fun with that but what was great about it was you know we would have a, a senior men's match and then a senior you know open men's match and then the women's singles match and and all of them are played so differently the strategies and the skills and everything it's just it's so obviously different on the single side so i thought that was really interesting this year and i thought that was probably the biggest difference i saw in this year is the strategies and singles you mentioned uh, new vendors new equipment coming in uh selkirk came out with their amped paddles and uh, people have had a chance now to play with them for a few weeks a lot of reviews coming out online uh we've linked to one at pickleball news for the amped omni with uh glenn peterson interview with him and uh people are, are pretty giving him pretty high marks 
And I know, Mark, you are a Selkirk representative and you've done some reviews on the new Amped series. What's your take on them? Selkirk and Third Shot Sports have worked together now for just over a year. I mean, it's a great company to work with, but one of the things I really like is how much they seem to be sort of leading the way when it comes to cutting edge innovation. So with the new Amped paddles, they've got, they're thicker than some of the other paddles. They absorb more of the impact of the ball, but you've also got more power coming off them. So I'm not going to lie, when I first started using the S2, I was a little bit skeptical because it felt, I had been using uh, the Pro S1G before that, Mm -hmm. and I was a little bit skeptical because the ball was so soft coming off the paddle. It was almost like I couldn't feel it. And as Sarah can attest to, or Melissa can attest to, it's so important that players can be able to feel the ball on the paddle. because That's how you make a determination about how hard or how soft you've got to hit the ball. And so because it was so soft coming off the paddle initially, I actually wasn't sure whether I was going to like it very much, but I put in a good solid week of training with it before nationals and you get accustomed to it. And I got to say, I, I loved it. Sarah, I know that your paddle of choice these days are the head paddles. And uh, what made you, I guess, fall in love with those paddles? Yeah, so many things, to be honest. Uh, Head spent quite a bit of time actually studying and and doing the R&D before coming into pickleball, which is something I very much appreciated. They actually spent two to three years developing the paddles, uh, which is amazing. And um, I was able to impact uh, how paddles were made, which is something that I was really grateful that they were uh, open to wanting those kinds of suggestions. I've never been happier with a paddle than I am right now. They are made so well. And and for those people who don't know what head is, it's, you know, it's one of the biggest companies really out there in sports today. They have the number one racquetball racket. They have some of the top tennis rackets. They even have skis. And so to have a company this big come in to pickleball is just so, it's so good for us, but it's good for the technology and the equipment because you have this major company that comes in with the experience of building uh, new equipment and new technology, uh, which is so amazing. So I'm right now I'm playing with the Head Extreme Tour, which has kind of got an interesting shape. So it's a little bit thinner and it's got some, some of the corners kind of cut off a little bit. So it actually makes it very maneuverable, a little bit more maneuverable than say some of my older paddles, but I still get the pop and the feel that I want out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's awesome is Nationals is the first event that we've really been able to see the paddles because they were just released this September 1st. And uh, the U.S. sold out of quite a few of those. Pickleball Central at Nationals sold out of four models of the paddle. So they've been really popular uh, and they, they're just I'm so, so happy that the company's in it, and then I can be a part of that. I also really enjoyed your blog post this week on RV Picklers. Uh, uh, Sarah did a post about posture, and we've linked to that in the uh, Monday edition of Pickleball News. And uh, it was really good. gave me a lot of things to think about, um, because I I think probably like a lot of people, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about posture. So thanks for pointing that out. Well, that's a, I mean, that's something that's really important to me. I'm not going to lie. I've got a lot of injuries myself. I have back issues and it's really bothersome to me how many people, even in their first year of pickleball, get injured from bending over too much at their back and uh, doing certain things that are making it actually harder for them to enjoy the long term of the game. And so it's something that I have to work on quite a bit myself because, you know, we get really low (laughs) at the line up there. And I think sometimes people kind of think that we're bending over at our backs. But, uh, you know, if you look at us, we're really trying to keep our torsos more upward and aligned. So we're not putting that kind of pressure and we're, you know, looser in the knees uh, in that sense. So I really find that to be an important topic. 
And you've got a special tip for us when we come back. This is a, a pro tip from national champion Sarah Ansbury. Can you give us a, a little tease as to what this tip involves? Well, it has a little bit to do with uh, what to do with your paddle. Sounds good. We will uh, find out more from Sarah Ansbury and Mark Renison joining us as well. Melissa McCurley, when we come back, this is Pickleball Radio. The U.S. Open Pro Division awards 48 medals. This year, 21 of those went to pros using an Engage paddle. To really get what makes Engage the best, you need to walk onto the court with one. Go to EngagePB.com and try any paddle risk-free for 30 days. You're guaranteed to play with more power and more control than you've ever experienced before. Or simply return it for a full refund. Engage will even cover the shipping. Play better, have more fun, and take your place on the medals stand go to engagepb.com you're listening to pickleball radio i am your host chris allen and we are pleased to be joined by national champion sarah ansbury today sarah's got a pro tip you know one of the things that's uh, very common especially with recreational players and and tournament players is the tendency for one to hold their paddles too tight uh, meaning like in the base of, a, of the hand and really gripping it where, you know, basically if your knuckles are white, you're holding too tight. When that happens, very often we tense up in our arm and our elbows. So when players are moving to the ball, they tend to lead butt of their paddle or their wrist or their elbow or, you know, something like that. Well, you know, what that does is one, it, it causes a lot of friction on your arm. So this is maybe where a lot of tennis elbow comes from, those types of things that cause injuries. But it also makes it harder for you to control, uh, one, the pace of the ball, but also the direction of the ball. So for one, you want to start with having a looser grip so that your fingers are actually holding the paddle and not the, the whole palm of your hand. Now, when you do that, you know, what I kind of imagine is my paddles forward and in front of me, I actually kind of draw like an imaginary circle out in front of me. And when I'm maneuvering to the ball, let's say I get a high ball, I'm going to take the tip of my paddle and kind of go towards the edge of the circle on top. And let's say if the ball is low for a dink, I'm going to take the tip of my paddle and you know, kind of lead underneath it so that I'm actually using the tip of my paddle to come over the ball when I'm being aggressive or around the ball, mm-hmm. say uh, when it's above the net, and also using the tip of the paddle as like a dink or something low to actually lift the ball for me really thinking again about where the tip of your paddle is out in front of you rather than kind of immediately pulling back with the butt of the paddle in your elbow. Nice. Mark Renison, what do you think about that? Sarah makes really good points, not just today, but in other things that she's written or she's talked about. And this often gets missed by other pickleball coaches who are very often focused on on things away from the body, right? On, on their hands, on their paddles. And one of the things I really appreciate, Sarah, that you talk about is, is how you use your body. And so whether that's the posture you've got, whether that's the way that you're setting up related to the ball. And I like this idea about, about leading it with the paddle, sort of tracking with the paddle. And I think you're right. The more that you can get the head of the paddle out front where you can make contact, it's a little bit easier to control the way that you send the ball. You said something to me when we were in Charlotte, Sarah, and I hear it over and over in my head so many times when I'm playing. You said, extend, don't reach. And I think that's a really important distinction. And it's something I try to keep focused on. Can you maybe elaborate on that for just a second? Well, I think this has a lot to do with your posture as well. Um, you know, I'm not very big. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably one of the shortest uh, pro players out there. I'm five foot five. 
I don't have a lot of, of reach in myself. I mean, you're a big guy. You've got a lot of reach. A lot of times what people kind of get the idea of is, okay, I'm just, I, I'm going to try to reach as far as I can and, and try to get that ball. But what happens uh, often is you're off balance and bodies in bad, bad positions. And we tend to jerk and punch and do all these things that, you know, your, your body is basically in a constant state of recovery when you're reaching, just trying to find balance. And so, you know, when you are, and this is again, where your chest is more upright and your, you know, your head is forward and your body is kind of, you know, I kind of think of it as more of like a Tai Chi pose where I'm kind of pulling my body up in a line where my hips are forward and my chest is forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this does is it helps you rotate and uh, from your hips and your shoulders. And when you turn from your hips and your shoulders kind of as a unit, you extend uh, where you feel that you have better control of the following shot. You know, I think of it like a circular kind of thing. If I'm going for a forehand, I'm actually going to lead with my left shoulder. And if I'm going for a backhand, I'm going to lead with my right shoulder. When we're reaching, we tend to like tilt like a teeter totter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, uh, which, that's me. you know, for someone as long as you, you're, you know, you're falling, you know, it tends to fall quite a bit. Sarah, you always give me so much to work on, so much to think about. And I always enjoy talking with you. SarahAnsbury.com is where you want to go to keep up with what Sarah is up to and where she is at. Enjoy your time down in Florida and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Chris. Mark Renison, ThirdShotSports.com, and Mark's got a new podcast coming out, and uh, I think the first episode just aired last week. Yeah, that's right. We started a podcast called Pickleball Problems, sort of fielding the kinds of questions that I, and I'm sure Sarah, gets during the clinic. So these are about technique or tactics, equipment, etiquette, the politics of pickleball, all sorts of things. Kind of an advice podcast focused on pickleball. And you were kind enough to send me a sneak peek, and I really enjoyed that first episode. Look forward to more and we will link to that in the show notes as well. But you can find out everything Mark Renison's up to at thirdshotsports.com. And of course, with Melissa McCurley, pickleballtournaments.com. Do not think of putting on a tournament without having Melissa and pickleballtournaments.com in your corner. Thanks again, everybody. This is Pickleball Radio.